Tom Frederick, Tim Hyatt from Pittsburgh, Kansas. You've just listened to the number two or number three ranked team in the country, depending on which poll you prefer, AFCA Coaches Poll or D2Football.com. Well, Pittsburgh State showed us that they are one of the top teams in Division II, a 55-6 to win here at home on homecoming against the University of Sioux Falls. I was impressed, Tim. Very impressed. Uh, you know, two, three, it doesn't matter. They are right up there with the best in the country, and I would expect them to make a deep run into the postseason, uh, probably, as we mentioned earlier, probably probably be a one seed in their region and have every every opportunity to be in the championship game come the end of December, near the end of December. And, uh, yeah, they showed me a lot today. Uh, Nothing super flashy, but they just keep coming at you. They're relentless. Uh, they're strong. They're physical. Uh, they're fast. And uh, the Cougars just could not match up after an initial decent start, getting a stop on their first possession. Uh, the Gorillas kind of controlled things from there on out to the tune of 55-6. to six. Sioux Falls did give up six explosive plays. That, in my definition, is 20 yards or more. Right. And... Uh, they end up losing 55-6. to six. Trailed at 7 nothing after 1. Antoine Squire got the scoring started with uh, 5.57 to go in the first period. He capped a 9-play 56-yard drive with a 3-yard run. Another running back, Cleo Chandler Jr., made it 14 nothing with a 6-yard run in the first minute of the second quarter. That was an 8-play 60-yard drive. Then the Cougars had their first of two turnovers. Adam Mullen was picked off by Alex Gaskill. And on the next play, Chad Dodson Jr. found Noah Hernandez all alone in the right slot from 33 yards out for the touchdown. 21-0 at that point. They added a fourth score late in the first half. 3.17 to go in the second quarter. A 10-play, 93-yard drive. Dodson, his second touchdown pass of the day. This one went to Devin Garrison. Big play on that drive was a 48-yard hookup. Dodson to Colby Katsis. PAT was no good. The snap was high. The holder, the punter, Caleb Chandler, ran with it. He was tackled, and in the process of tackling him, London Kolb was called for targeting and was disqualified for the rest of the day. 27 nothing. the Gorillas led it at the half. They upped it to 34 nothing in the uh, early moments of that third quarter on the first possession of period three. Three-play, 70-yard drive that was capped by a 60-yard run by Antoine Squire. Cougars... Got off the schneid with 7.56 to go in the third. Nick Hernandez, his first field goal of the year, his first field goal attempt of the season. 35-yarder, it was good. Cougars had it for 10 plays, 57 yards. The big play on that possession, a 29-yard run by Camden Dean. On the ensuing kickoff, Colby Katzis took it 101 yards to the house. The first kickoff return against the Cougars in 17 seasons. 41-3 at that point, midway through the third. Cougars came back to make it 41-6. An 11-play, 46-yard drive stalled out. They had to settle for a 36-yard Hernandez field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, two more scores for the Gorillas. Ty Pennington, a 10-yard pass to Cam Gillespie, capping an 8-play, 74-yard drive with 13 and a half minutes to go. That made it 48-6. And the final tally, a 5-yard run by Eric Virgil with 7.54 to go. 
a six-play, 32-yard drive. That was set up by an Otworth interception of Adam Mullen. Gave him a short field. 55-6 the final here. And the Cougars at 3-6 and six see a string of 28 consecutive winning seasons ended here today in Pittsburgh, Kansas, against a top-five-ranked team. But uh, Coach Glagowski will tell you, yes, while the streak was important, going 6-5 and five isn't his idea of, of much success. He's building a foundation here for the future that right. can contend for an annual playoff spot and perhaps national championships down the road. Absolutely, and, and I think this is a, a place where you can, you know, when you recover from a tough loss like this one, you can say, that's what we're looking to become at the University of Sioux Falls is a program uh, that can be big and fast and physical and be in the hunt come the end of the season. And I think that's that's the goal. And uh, Coach Glagowski and Coach Luters, Coach Capitani, and the others on the staff uh, can probably use this as one of those kind of learning experiences and, and one of the uh, benchmarks that you want to see your program try to become like uh, the Pittsburgh State Gorillas. Week 9 of the NSIC is now in the books. Every other game should be complete, and they've had some inclement weather to deal with today. We had rain and miserable conditions here, hoping that the ride home yes. is no worse than what we suffered here today. But uh, as it sounds like, I-29 and I-90 a little bit greasy in spots, and hopefully the buses get us back safe and sound in the early morning hours of Sunday, October the 29th. But let's go to the NSIC scoreboard, Tim, and uh, all the finals that are History today. Yep. Wayne State defeated Augustana 14-12 to in a game played in the snow. As you mentioned, Augie takes their first loss of the year. They dropped to 7-1 and in the league. Wayne is 5-3 and in the league. Bemidji State improves to 7-1 and with a 38-31 win over Minnesota Duluth. The uh, Bulldogs of Duluth drop to 6-2. and University of Mary wins their first game of the year. They're 1-7 and seven now in Northern Sun play. They defeat Minot State 27-23, and the Beavers drop to 1-8 and eight in the league. Concordia St. Paul gets their second conference win, a 20-14 win over Northern State, who drops to 4-5. and five. Winona State loses at Minnesota State Moorhead. The Dragons improve to 5-3 and three with a 20-17 win over the Warriors there. Mankato State, number 13 in the country, they improve to 7-1 and one in Northern Sun play with a 30-12 win over Southwest Minnesota State. And uh, Southwest Minnesota State, the Mustangs now 1-7 and seven on the season. The second week of the NCAA Division II regional rankings will come out Monday. They'll actually be ranked this time, correct? They were all alphabetical last week, and now they will be ranked by strength. Yep. And I think uh, it's going to be a little topsy-turvy after what happened today. It'll it'll be uh, interesting that the uh, two unbeaten teams in the Armac League, uh, Colorado... Mines. Mines and Western Colorado, I believe, were playing each other today. So one of those teams will take their first loss of the season. Just so like Augustana did. Yep. So there will be some teams uh, bouncing around when that first uh, top ten ranking comes out. Coach Glagowski's below us here looking to <laughs> try to see where we are. He'll be joining us shortly, and we will give him plenty of time to get up here. 55-6, to the final score from Pittsburgh, Kansas. We'll be back. We'll continue our coverage of USF football from 
southeastern Kansas, the Jayhawk State, the Sunflower State, right after this on KWSN. Final score from Pittsburgh, Kansas, 55-6. to The Gorillas, the nation's only school with a gorilla mascot on the college level. Of course, there's Gregory High School in South Dakota, but here at the Division II level and all of college football, these are the only gorillas that anybody seems to know. 55-6, our final. One of our nation's region's largest independent banks, Dakota Bank, and their knowledgeable local bankers are here to serve your banking, insurance, mortgage, and wealth management concerns. Dakota Bank, member FDIC. And you can save even more at your Sioux Falls high vs with Red Hot Deals. Take advantage of weekly Red Hot Deals every Monday through Thursday. But if you can't get there during the week because you work, don't worry. Hy-Vee's got Red Hot weekend savings Friday through Sunday as well. Hy-Vee has six Sioux Falls locations. All right, Coach Jim Glagowski is with us here in the booth at Carney Smith Stadium in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I know it's a little tough to ask you your your thoughts and reflect on this in the moment, but uh, you play the top five team in the nation, lose fifty five to six. Your thoughts? Well, you know, it's uh, certainly it was a tough day. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, when you're playing teams like this, there's opportunities. It's early in the game where you've got to make a couple plays, keep drives going, and you know, the first drive we got the ball, get a big first down, and then we've got some opportunities to maybe get to midfield and flip field position and those types of things. And and uh, we needed something positive to happen early on, offense, defense, special teams together to kind of stay in the game. And then we get a three and out. I think uh, get a penalty on them, and we get a, the ball punted back to us, and we're not able to do anything with it. And then they score right. And then um, yeah, I felt like we were then just kind of playing behind the eight ball and we're the kind of football team that we need to have some type of momentum in our way in our favor to kind of keep us keep us going a little bit and we didn't seem to be able to find any momentum and even at halftime you know it's 27 to nothing and we turned the ball over two big time interceptions that cost us a, you know a punt or kickoff return that was unfortunate so you look at some of that stuff and you know, we didn't really help ourselves out in all three phases, and that's what happens with a good football team. First two possessions of the game, three drops. Yep. I mean, if you hold on to those balls, it's a different thing. A mindset and, and confidence builds with the offense, and it just wasn't to be after the first two possessions. Yeah, and I think, you know, at quarterback, we may be sort of pressing some things a little bit and making some decisions that he wouldn't normally have made. And I, a couple of times, I counted three times, we had a guy wide open down the middle of the field, and we just yep. didn't see him. And I think that happens when you get rushed back there in the pocket. But, you know, you make a couple of those plays, and, you know, someone makes a diving catch or somebody strips and scoops and scores. And, you know, those are the the plays that we've had a hard time making all year and those are the momentum changing plays like for these guys they tip the ball and the other guy catches it they go the other way you know and I think ultimately for us to, to be the kind of football program we want to be uh, we've got to be more consistent we, again tough day tackling again I mean we kind of held up for the first half and then it feel like in the second half it just you know we weren't able to secure the tackles and they ran through us and that's a byproduct of wearing down and um, you know it's been a rough season to be honest with you we're three and six and it's not where we wanted to be but um, all things considered the kids kept fighting and you know at halftime I talked to him about you know what kind of football team do we want to be how are we going to handle this because those things you know those those things personify who you are when you're down 27 nothing, right? And um, I thought we ran the ball better in the second half, but yep. then again, you know, quite honestly, Pitt State probably put in some of their backups too. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, pretty frustrating day. I mean, probably, to be honest with you, maybe the most frustrating day of the season. And uh, the team's 
demeanor, attitude after the game? Uh, how can you, you know, how are the guys handling, you know, a, a fairly embarrassing loss, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it is embarrassing. And I told those guys, I'm the guy that sits in the front seat on the bus. I'm the guy that gets in the postgame radio, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I gotta, you know, we got to be better. And I think it's a work in progress. And nobody wants to hear excuses, right? Nobody wants to hear this, that, or the other thing. And um, were we out man today? I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like we were going to come out and win today. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I certainly believe in myself and our coaches and our players. It's just believing it and making it happen and actually executing it obviously are vastly different things. And, and that's where we're struggling right now. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, that you know, I could sit down and probably fill up a whole notebook on why we weren't uh, successful today. But I've done this long enough to know. I've seen playoff teams. I've been in playoff games. It's funny. The, the referee came up to me and he goes, yeah, I had your games back in Mankato when you guys were in the playoffs. I remember you from up there. And so, I mean, I know what it looks like. And they look like a playoff team to me, right? They don't really beat themselves. They run around to the football. Uh, we're still, I don't know, uncertain about what to do, when to do, how to do it in some fashion. And that slows you down and we're not playing fast. And, you know, that's probably, quite frankly, an offseason, a spring ball away. And as much as I'd love for that to be fixed by next week, we're surely going to try. But, but we're definitely a work in progress. Their first uh, passing touchdown, the guy got loose in the right slot. I don't think anybody knew he was out there. No. Noah Hernandez from 33 yards out. Yeah, disappointing to say the least. And I think, you know, partly for us, the challenge is that the if we don't see exactly the same stuff that we see in practice, and it's some a little wrinkle, it, it throws us off a little bit. You know, it's a it's an experience issue, and and we just got to keep repping it. And you know, there's only so much things you can practice and practice. And this week, I really tried to focus on trying to be better at tackling and be more aggressive and kind of you know cleaning up the playbook so it's much simpler so they can play fast. And you know, the old saying of uh, you know. What is it? Clear minds, full heart, can't yep. lose. <laughs> we were cloudy minds. Our hearts were damaged, and we didn't win. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a frustrating day. But, you know, like I told the kids in the locker room after the game, I think you're kind of acting how they're handling it. I didn't really give them a chance to, to ask or even tell me. I just told them what I thought. I thought I, I told them I was really disappointed in the outcome. Uh, I'm disappointed that we're three and six. Um, discouraged, you know, all those kind of things. That, but they're kids. They're they're not. They didn't come down here on the bus to plan to lose fifty five to six. So. I'm not going to beat them up about it. We'll watch the film and get better and, and try to have a better performance next week. A couple of positives. You attempted two field goals, and Nick Hernandez came through for you, 35 and 36 yards, and you got on the board, so no shutout in that regard. And also uh, Dylan Rudnigan went over 1,000 yards rushing for his career wow. today for yeah. that little junior from Sunberg, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, we excused the guys to eat dinner last night by class and this morning and, and kind of went through that whole thing, and I was looking at that on the bus ride over, and, you know, I think it's been well documented. we got a pretty young squad, um, and in this offseason, what we've got to do is really develop some some I don't want to say leadership we're going to develop some maturity and some responsibility for making plays and, and instead of looking around because as I look around right now I think we traveled three seniors down here today mm -hmm. and and quite frankly none of the three guys were with us um, in spring ball so I'm excited for for that aspect of the program to keep building it and getting a full year under our belt and you know, I don't know that we'll come down here next year and beat a Pitt State, but I think we're definitely going to be better, and, and we just got to keep believing in the process because this is when people start questioning the process. They start questioning <laughs> coaches and play calls and all that. And like I said, I've done it long enough to know that there's no magic sauce. You know, it's Jimmys and Joes that win football games. It's not necessarily X's and O's. And as long as you get guys lined up and they know how to play and, and you teach them how to play better and, and develop them, then you'll have a better product next time out. A couple of true freshmen got a little taste of action in the fourth quarter. I thought both Charlie Quaintance and 
Cade Morse. They were around the football a couple times. Oh, yeah. Called their names, and I think those are some guys that will be fun to watch in the in the future. What do you think of their first awesome. college experience? Awesome. Those guys are awesome. I mean, that's there's a bunch of those guys, you know, and obviously Adonis Hutchinson wasn't with us today, or Carter for that matter, and Jalen Taylor, but you talk about Adonis and Christian Janis yep. and, you know, Charlie Quaintance is a, is a guy that Cougar fans are going to hear a lot of. Man, he hauled on that kickoff. Actually, I think he got blocked in the back on the kickoff return, but <laughs> he was down there on the 10-yard line. He can, he was the first guy down, and he's not afraid. Uh, he was on scout team the first seven weeks, and we brought him up this past week to get a couple reps, and he played today. And I mean, not only that, but you know, Garrett Hoffman's a freshman, and I, you know, I thought Cade Morris is a freshman, and, and all those guys that um, just need to get bigger, stronger, and faster, and you know, if they stick with it and we can keep them building, we got a chance to, to be a pretty you know pretty productive team here in the next couple of years. You didn't really get to to sample the true atmosphere here at Pitt State because of a lousy day. I mean, mid forties, wind blowing from the northwest, raining. Uh, if it was seventy and sunny, it would have been a a fantastic atmosphere but today it wasn't quite what i was hoping for darn it no i you know i i tell you what when it started raining and it was chilly and all that good stuff and i saw all those pit state kids over by the heaters i was like man we got them right where we want them yeah. <laughs> you know and if, if it starts sleeting here we're really going to be yeah. happy but yeah it didn't uh it didn't seem to impact the game a whole lot and i think ultimately in the long run um you know, elements are elements. I've certainly been a part of enough games. And I told our own kids at halftime, I said, if you're cold, then you're not ready to play in the playoffs because it gets cold in the playoffs. Yes. And so <laughs> sure. aside from that, you know, quit acting like you're going to die if you don't heat yourself up. Now the kickers, they stand around a lot so they can go get warmed up. But <laughs> if you're a D lineman and you're standing by the heater, I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> well, you look miserable. I mean, wet and your raspy voice. I sure hope you don't come down with pneumonia after being outside all day in this stuff. Uh, yeah, let's hope not. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I, you know what? It's, um, I love the kids i love what we're trying to do as a program it's not happening today it didn't happen last week and i know that's frustrating for a lot of fans obviously now we're definitely going to be uh, on the on the on the south side of a, of a winning record and that's disappointing in its own right but but I'll, i will tell you this my my spirit in these kids and, and what they believe in and what they're about and why they're at the university of sioux falls hasn't changed we'll get there it's just not going to be as my wife would say shout out to her back home listening and you know this is not a uh, instant oatmeal put in the microwave type of deal this is a crop pot mm-hmm. and uh it's not just going to happen overnight and i know that and um we got to get bigger we got to get stronger and we got to get faster the rest of the league today believe it or not wayne state beats augie in the snow 14 to 12 bemidji over duluth 38 31 mary gets its first one of the year beating minot 27 23 concordia gets northern 20 to 14 moorhead a 20 to 17 win over winona and Mankato, your former team, a 30-12 to win over Southwest Minnesota State. This this league today, they got flipped on its... Yeah, three teams tied at the top <laughs> with 7-1 and one record, yeah. so... Yeah, it's, um, you know, and that's what I try telling our kids, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, being at the top half or the top pecking order of the league and being at the bottom half, and I think everyone sees that, a Moorhead team that goes up to Mankato. I mean, shoot, Moorhead's probably on the doorstep of the playoffs, possibly, you know, with only three losses, I think. Yep. They gave uh, Mankato everything they wanted, and of course, Wayne State beating Augie brings Augie back to the pack a little bit and so yeah I mean I, you know that stuff's nice to talk about I, I don't pay a whole lot of attention just kind of focus on us and what we're doing I know we've got two games left we got a last game at the Bob on Saturday against Wayne State and then we got to go to Southwest for the last game of the season so um, you know we'll put this eight nine hour bus ride behind us and <laughs> you guys and we'll have some cold pizza on the way home and we'll probably be miserable and then I'll turn the page tomorrow and get ready for Wayne all right Jim Goligowski thank you very much for your time yeah thank you guys appreciate you. coach 55 six the final Pittsburgh State with the win over the University of Sioux Falls, and Tim's got to look at the final numbers. 
Pitt State with 20 first downs. They had 454 yards of total offense on 55 plays, 216 rushing, 238 passing. Cougars, 16 first downs. They had 241 yards of offense on 59 plays, 156 on the ground, just 85 through the air. Uh, Cougars were penalized five times for 50 yards. The Gorillas just once for 10 yards. USF had about a minute edge in time of possession. They were 4 of 13 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down. The Gorillas were 8 of 11 on third downs. Leading rusher in the game was Antoine Squire. He ran it 10 times for 96 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Uh, Albertini had 35 yards on four carries. Cleo Chandler Jr. had 22 yards and a touchdown for the Gorillas. Cam Dean ran it 11 times for 94 yards. Dylan Rudnigan, 13 carries for 54 yards, going over the 1,000-yard mark for his career. Chad Dodson was 10 of 14 for 152 yards and a score. Ty Pennington, 4 for 4 of 5 for 72 yards and two scores. Cam Dean was 12 of 25 for 61 yards. He did throw an interception. Adam Mullen was 3 of 4 for 24 yards. He also was picked off. Leading receivers uh, for the Cougars, John Palmer, three catches for 16 yards. Uh, Travis Yonke, Hunter Schneider, Christian Janis, each with two catches apiece. Yonke had 24 yards to lead all Cougars in receiving yardage. Devin Garrison, four catches, 68, led the way for Pittsburgh State. Touchdown receptions for Garrison and Gillespie, as well as Noah Hernandez. And was it Katzis? Did he have a touchdown? He had a kickoff kickoff return. return touchdown. Okay. Leading tackler, Alex Gaskell. He also had a pick. He had nine tackles to lead the way for the Gorillas. Brendan Holt had eight tackles. Garrett Hoffman, seven. Eli Schlangen, six. Pittsburgh State wins at 55-6. to six. Tom, they said the attendance today, 9,348. That's generous. A lot of them were indoors. <laughs> A lot of them were indoors, I believe. Yeah, they, yeah, they've got 24 luxury boxes here, and I suppose those were packed to the gills. Outside, there were some seats to be had. Yes, there were. 55-6, the final. Pitt State goes to 9-0. and University of Sioux Falls drops to 3-6. and Sioux Falls at home against Wayne State, a 6-3 and ball club next Saturday. Our pregame 12-30, 1 o'clock kickoff. Pittsburgh State goes to Missouri Western next Saturday. They kick it off at 1 o'clock in St. Joseph, Missouri. Our thanks to Jim Glagowski for stopping by. For Tim Hyatt, this is Tom Frederick here in Pittsburgh, Kansas, saying thanks so much for listening. It wasn't the outcome we wanted, but it sure was fun to take on. A top-five team in the nation, a non-conference game. First non-conference game for the Cougars really since uh, the playoffs of 16 when they played uh, Harding. Uh, well, playoffs of 19. Playoffs, right? I beg your pardon, you're right. 16, 17, and 19. My bad. They all start to run together. <laughs> this was the 300 consecutive right. game. Tim, I can't That's keep a lot them. of games I to remember. can't keep them all straight. Tom Frederick saying thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next Saturday. Hope you will be too as USF hosts Wayne State right here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com.